Hello everyone and welcome back. Um, my name is Shannon and I'm the recovery pastor and today we are going to talk about uh, brain injury and um, addiction disorders when it comes to what is it and the treatment of it um, because the recovery is uh, it changes so we're not offering excuses for any um, memory losses or things like that we're just wanting to bring more insight and so today I'm with Pat Motley she is a social worker. She's a certified brain injury specialist, and she works at the Alabama Head Injury Foundation. That's right. So, before we get started, will you pray us in? I will. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for this day and the opportunity to share information and resources with each other. I specifically thank you for the ministry of Shan. I ask your continued blessings and anointment of her ministry and all who are dealing with hurts, habits, and hang-ups. I pray the information that is shared here today will reach those who need to receive it. I ask for your blessings over this time of discussion. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. So first, let's just jump in and tell us what is traumatic brain injury. Traumatic brain injury is a blow, a jolt, or a bump to the head that's caused by an external force. Okay. What it's not, it's not a brain tumor. It's not a stroke. It's not a seizure. These are things that happen um, just by chance. A traumatic brain injury is something that is caused by an external force. Okay, so car wreck, um, a fall off a ladder, anything that is a quick, very... Um, the word huge is coming to mind, and that's not the word we're <laughs> use. Unexpected. Unexpected. It's things like a motor vehicle crash, a gunshot wound, domestic violence, shaken baby syndrome, combat in injuries, sports-related concussions, and um, the leading cause of brain injury in our country is motor is falls. Um, in Alabama is motor vehicle crashes. So these injuries can go all the way back to childhood and affect someone in adulthood. Absolutely, and in rare cases, and, and I actually have a few cases of people who were injured in utero, um, moms were involved in a car crash and the fetus was injured and they were born with deficits that weren't necessarily noted till they got to school. And they kind of got labeled as difficult or lazy. And at, with further testing, they were eventually diagnosed as having traumatic brain injury before birth. And we don't think about that. <laughs> we, we think that babies are cushioned and, and protected and things like that. But that is the critical development times. Yep. And you just don't think about that. You don't, but it does happen. Um, I'll tell you a little statistics about who gets a traumatic brain injury. Males are two to three times more likely than females to sustain traumatic brain injury. Our, um, the age range of 15 to 24, that's the group of people who we really see getting hurt the most often. Those are young men who think they're invincible. Mm -hmm. They think they can fly off roofs. Um, followed by senior citizens who, um, this is where the falls are coming in. And oftentimes it's a husband who's already retired. Mm -hmm. The wife is still working or still involved in the community. She leaves him at home with a list of honeydews. He gets on the ladder to clean out the gutter. 
and falls and she comes home and he's on the ground with a severe injury to his head and oftentimes to the rest of his body right and no telling how long he had laid, laid there, there. yeah but the the age 15 to 24 that's high school and college football too absolutely that's the rough housing that's the like you said i'm invincible i'm good i bounce back i'm young my body's my body's fine but it's not true it's the age you go into the military yes absolutely absolutely so what are some of the changes that someone might experience okay. in following that? Um, traumatic brain injuries can be mild, moderate, or severe. Um, traumatic brain injury, fam the family members are often told that it'll be six months, six months to a year before they know what they're going to have long term. And it's important to give families every bit of factual information, but I really have a problem with that practice. Right. I'm not a doctor or a neuropsychologist, and I don't have a crystal ball, and I'm not into predicting the future, but I know who already has plans for each of us. Yes. And he will make all things right in his time. And the most um, improvement you do see in the first six to nine months, but honestly, traumatic brain injury recovery happens years and years following an injury. So... Uh, I always feel like it's my plea to encourage the faith of those who we serve. I, I think it's perfectly appropriate to pray with them, to encourage involvement with their local church, to help them find small groups or Bible study opportunities. It's just never an option to give up. Absolutely. And that, that's one of the things that is so heartbreaking in the recovery community in general, regardless what you're recovering from. Right. As long as you're making progress it might be slow but you're still making progress that's it and we all we all can go through the exact same spirit experiences and be affected in all different ways so we're going to heal in all different rates and speeds and stuff absolutely traumatic brain injury recovery is a life journey and it's much like substance abuse mm -hmm. recovery um, it will most often be difficult with limited resources for those with challenging deficits, but it's never okay to give up. And that's one of the reasons why this whole podcast was born is because I, after hearing you talk about this for so long, now when someone comes to me that they've relapsed or they need to be um, detoxed, one of the first questions I've learned to ask, in your past, have you had severe head trauma through your wreck or fall? Or, Good. You know, because if they have, I'm like, hey... Here's a resource. Right. And, it, right. you know, they need to be evaluated because in any recovery treatment plan, evaluation is critical. That's right. Assessment is critical. That's right. Some of the changes we see after head injury um, fall hand in hand with the same changes you see when somebody's in active addiction. Mm -hmm. We see headaches and seizures and balance issues, memory loss, impaired judgment, um, the inability to multitask, mm -hmm. impulsiveness, poor self-awareness, uh, mood swings, and, and we do see a good bit of depression and anxiety um, after brain injury. And they go right hand in hand with those same issues that people in addiction face. And it's very frustrating when you've had the, this mobility all your life and now all of a sudden... You know what your body needs to do, but your body's not doing it. Just won't do it. And you got to figure out why. You, it's very easy, like you said, to get frustrated, depressed, and just want to throw in the towel. But 
let's find the root. Right. Just like recovery, drugs and, and alcohol, and that's just a chemical Band-Aid. Let's take that away and let's find the root. What has Let's heal it. the root. That's right. Yes. That's right. I've often wondered why there's such a high incidence um, of traumatic brain injury and substance abuse <clears throat> disorders going hand in hand. And I found an amazing statistic that 56% of all traumatic brain injury cases, when they present to the emergency room, they will have positive toxicology reports. So their drug screens or their alcohol screens will be positive. Wow. 56%. Years ago, um, we did a series of town hall meetings across the state, and hands down what we found is that survivors and their family members reported their number one problem was loneliness, mm -hmm. social isolation. Friends fall by the wayside. And when these survivors of brain injury get to the point that they can get back out among people, they are so hungry to fit in and to mm -hmm. be accepted that they may lower their expectations of their friend group. Right. Um, they just want to belong, and so many times they're easy targets. Um, they are not as quick on their feet. Um, they're a source of money. Yes. A lot of these folks end up having to go on disability, and it's not a lot of money each month, but it's consistently there. Mm -hmm. So they may have these friends for, you know, three days out of the month. Right. You don't see them again for 27 days, and oh, goodness, here they are back yes. when they know that that check comes and it's human nature to want to belong to want to have our our village our crew That's right. um but yeah you're right when we don't have that we will let anybody and anything into our life and if we can't find something to interact with then that's where we see people in addiction relapsing yeah. just let's numb the pain i'm so worthless nobody wants to be around me but it's hard to see that those people that are using you, they're predators. That's it. That's all. It, I, people don't like when I say that. They're predators. It's the truth. It is what it is. Yes. It's the truth. Um, another concerning statistic about this population is that once you have one brain injury, you're three times more likely to sustain, to sustain a second injury and eight times more likely to sustain a third injury wow. after that second one. So... It each and it, with each injury, the impairments are exacerbated, so they get worse and worse yeah. each time. And that's when we really start seeing chronic and, and frequent headaches and the really bad short-term memory loss, poor attention span, having a quick temper mm -hmm. or a short fuse, a lot of double vision, the unsteady gait, and here again, the poor, poor self-awareness. They oftentimes do not see that they're impaired right and it's, because they're trying right they're it's, really trying to, to maintain what they had before that's it that's it so it's it's hard to tell you out you know you may wonder well which is it or is it both and mm -hmm. you spoke of this just a moment ago take a history yes ask the questions have you ever had a brain injury yes have you ever blacked out while you were playing a sport have you been in fights that that caused a blow to your head? Have you sustained a concussion after being in a car wreck? Have you ever been a victim of domestic violence? Have you ever been incarcerated? Many people in my Man. caseload were in jail, and that's where they sustained yes. their traumatic brain injury. Yes. And those are covered up. 
Nobody talks about them. Oh, no, that's taboo. <laughs> so once you know there have been previous brain injuries, or even if you know it's a new traumatic brain injury, the treatment plan needs to include modifications for TBI survivors. As you said a few minutes ago, traumatic brain injury is not an excuse for right. addiction, period. Right. But when a brain injury survivor seeks substance abuse treatment, the plan needs to include accommodations yes. that will allow the survivor the best possibility of success in their quest for a life of sobriety. So just one question. Um, I know you had shared a story before about someone who had a traumatic brain injury like 20 or 30 years yes. prior. And even though he went through assessments and the treatment and the long-term recovery, he's made a wonderful recovery, but yes. it took time. It took time and it took buy-in. Yes. This, this kid was, right after he got his driver's license, learned how to, you know, had a car, had a car crash. I don't know if he was 16, 17, something like that. Um, missed one year of high school had to go back and do two years of high school and he was the oldest kid in the school yeah. started messing around with you know pot and alcohol then and when he got out and he couldn't hold down a job he he got more and more involved in that lifestyle mm -hmm. wonderful parents totally involved totally engrossed in his life actually um, they finally got to the point. He just messed up and messed up and messed up. Right. They tried treatment place after treatment place. Um, just nothing seemed to work. They even did the tough life. They right. left him in jail when he got arrested. They quit paying fines. They didn't fix cars that got wrecked mm -hmm. anymore. Um, after he had been in jail one time for about 30 days, he called me and he said, I'm ready to not be this way. And, I and said, that's the key. I said, what way are you talking about? He didn't call me about his brain injury. Mm -hmm. He said, I don't want to be a junkie. Mm -hmm. So, and, and part of that, and I'm, I didn't tell this part, during his, in his um, injury, he had severe orthopedic injuries, oh, and wow. he got habituated to opiates. Yes. And this was before the day that we knew what we know about opiates right. now. So his doctors, who were trying to treat his pain, mm -hmm. used what, and I truly believe, that they thought was the best thing to do. And it grew to be a huge, huge problem for him. Um, but when he said that... I knew that was my chance. Yes, that's that, the open door. <laughs> that was his buy-in yes. moment. And, and, you know, there have been some stumbles along the way, but he is doing great, great now. He um, worked a program. He ended up doing inpatient rehab for a while, did, did an outpatient program for probably two years. Mm -hmm. um, it's just done beautifully. But he's also 37 years old now. And so that's it's a process. 20 years. Yes. It, it is a process. And recovery is not a one and done. It becomes your new lifestyle. Right. Right. There are many changes, but we don't know what changes to make until we go back, ask the hard questions, have the hard conversations, get a game plan, and make those changes. That's right. That's right. So I hope you've enjoyed this talk. We're gonna um, we're gonna have a, a another talk about uh, brain injury and addiction disorders, the recovery, the treatment, and everything like that. So really, just wanted to bring to the surface another resource 
for someone that's going, you know, you said I did this. I don't remember this. I, I, I'm sorry. Maybe. I think. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe this is a, a, an outlet for you to reach out to and have an assessment done. The Alabama Head Foundation, um, the Head Injury Foundation is in Birmingham, right? It is, but we cover the entire state. There are seven people who do what I do across the state. Our territories are divided up in counties, and I'm the Central Alabama um, Resource Coordinator is the title they give us. Um, our boss one time decided he was going to change our name, but he didn't tell us. <laughs> and so he referred to... He referred to my position with a family member, a group of, of one family. He said, well, our, our field officer will be there. And I thought, wow, who is that? A field officer. Is Are they coming, coming from Jefferson County? Who is this? And I asked him, I looked at him, I said, who is that? And he said, it's you. <laughs> so we went back to using resource coordinator. I like that one. Because uh, the other one sounds very much I'm in trouble. It does. You know? It sounds like I've got to go to the principal. Yes. <laughs> well, I hope you've enjoyed um, this talk. Stay tuned for the next one. So uh, before we close out, will you pray us out? I will. I will. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time together. I thank you for Shan's ministry, and I pray that you continue to bless this ministry. And I pray for all people who have been touched by traumatic brain injury and addiction. Provide strength and courage to those in recovery, and for the love of Christ to be felt and shone forth yes. from all who work with those who are battling addiction and brain injury. We will give all honor and glory and praise to you in the name of Jesus Christ, who with the Holy Spirit lives and reigns with you, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. So until next time, speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action to cause a ripple effect. Because if you don't like what's going on in the community, then you either step up, put your faith feet into action, cause a positive ripple effect, or just step back. Until next time, much agape, everybody.